Hello, hello. It has been eight weeks since we last spoke. I hope you're all doing great. I'm doing well. That's what I'm going to chat about this week. What has been going on for the past eight weeks? Hello, and welcome to Talks with Sarah No Socks, a podcast about failure and how it's leading us to success. Each week, I sit down on Mondays and share my weekly failures with you, and I'm joined on Fridays with a special guest who's sharing their own story of failure and how that's led to their current success. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. I want to thank you for listening and supporting the show during my time away. It really means a lot. I appreciate the tweet from Carrie not too long ago. Thank you, Carrie, for sharing an episode. Um, I retweeted that. And I'll always give you a shout out on the podcast if you support the show on the socials or go ahead and give me a review. It's greatly appreciated. Okay, let's dive in to what I've been up to for the past eight weeks. The long and the short of it is I have been doing absolutely nothing. So if you recall and are a loyal listener of the show, the last episode I released was on July 23rd with Rosie, Rosie Sherry. Great episode. Give it a listen. Uh, I always love chatting with Rosie, but that one was particularly fantastic. We got into a lot of details. And I was going to uh, wrap up the show uh, the following week. I think even at the end of that episode, um, or maybe earlier in that week, I had said, you know, like, I'll wrap it up. I'm going to take a little bit of a pause. But I was exhausted. And I thought, you know, I'm just not feeling this right now. So I'm not going to do it. And that's the first time that's ever happened with the podcast. Because as you all know, podcasting is my true passion. And one day I'll be a paid podcast host. But until then, I will keep doing this because I do absolutely love it. But I did not love it anymore. I was really burnt out and tired and felt forced to do it, which is so silly and senseless because I started doing this (laughs) because I wanted to, not because I had to. So I knew once that shift kind of happened, I should probably pay attention and put a pause for a while until I didn't feel that way. I had no idea that was going to turn into eight weeks. Not only did I put a pause on this podcast, uh, the other podcast that I have, Can I Tell You Something Funny? We've been hit or miss through pretty much the entire pandemic. Uh, My co-host has family and kids and they're both working from home and that's kind of been very sporadic. And so it just felt like a good time to really take a break. Um, So I also took a break from the newsletter and I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a break from content. I have been pushing out content for 18 months And I'm tired. I'm just like really tired. And I couldn't figure out why I was so tired. On the outside, I think I look successful. And I know I'm very transparent behind the scenes. And I do think I have success, but success is different for everybody. So I've been very open and transparent about the fact that my monetary success has not caught up to my lifestyle success. And it is September 22nd as I'm recording this, and that's still the case. And it's it's part of the exhaustion, knowing that you're working so hard and knowing that these things take such a long time, knowing that I completely left everything that I knew and all of the contacts and relationships that I had built in a different industry to start over doing my own thing. 
I knew it was going to take time. But you keep reading all of these stories and seeing on social media because that's what gets traction, right? That's what sells headlines, success. Here's the person who was able to land three clients before they quit their job and they're making triple what they made in their old role. And I have nothing but heartfelt congratulations for those people, truly. I'm so happy to see those successes. But I also want to highlight the fact that those are not the norm. And as much as social media would have you believe that that is what happens, it isn't. My story, I believe, is more of the norm, that you're really trying, you're putting in a ton of effort, and you don't see results the way you had thought you would. So as I ventured into this eight-week journey that I didn't know was going to be eight weeks, um, I just tried to disconnect. I got off social media. I was finding Twitter to be especially toxic for me. Uh, Things went down the Web3 hole and NFTs. And again, super happy for people who are finding success there. That's not for me. That's not something I'm interested in learning about, looking at, diving into, discussing. It's just not who I am. Um, So I just started doing other things and getting offline. We went to Disneyland for the day and I was a total kid. And I have to tell you that Disneyland as an adult, a thousand percent better than Disneyland as a child. I mean, I couldn't believe the difference. You know, we, we've done outdoor activities. I've gotten back into a good exercise routine. I've binged a ton of Netflix and Hulu and <laughs> back listening to podcasts and music and getting reacquainted with things that I just let go of because I was so focused on creating and learning and pushing and doing. And as we all know, I fell deeper into community during those eight weeks and found that that's what really makes me happy. And I really enjoy community operations. So I started to focus more towards that. And I thought, well, I'll just relaunch my website towards community ops and see what happens. And I've not been very good at promoting myself as a community ops consultant. Um, But again, because I just felt like I was in a space of exhaustion, true burnout from everything that I had been doing over the last 18 months. And I didn't realize how much I had done and how little I had let myself stop to enjoy those accomplishments before just moving on to the next thing. And expecting that there was somehow going to be this huge, uh, I don't know, ticker tape, tape parade at the end of <laughs> some mysterious finish line that I have yet to see. It's kind of just bizarre how your brain plays all of these little tricks on you and makes you think that what you're doing is somehow going to result in a big ta-da at the end. But it's not. That's not how life works, you know. Um, and I think taking the time to rest and think about all the things that I've done, what I've really enjoyed, what I haven't really enjoyed, what I want my life to look like, what is not so fun in the freelance world, what I would like more of or less of, and really sitting with all of those. There's lots of crying. There was lots of revising my website. There were lots of discussions with people behind the scenes. Super appreciative to all of those folks. You know who you are. And at the end, there isn't a clear-cut answer, but you know 
the direction. And knowing the direction is very, very helpful. Accepting the direction is the piece that's sometimes a little bit more challenging to overcome. What do I mean by that? So as we all know, I started out to become a designer. That's always been my goal. I wanted to be a designer. I knew I had to learn design. I've learned all different aspects of design, graphic design, visual design, and web design, and UI design, UX design. And so how does that turn into then a freelance career? And what I have found is that for me, the type of design that I want to do doesn't mesh up with the market need right now. (laughs) So there's a lot of heavy focus on very templated, what I would call boring sites that look the same. And that's not to say that they aren't well-designed. They're boring to me as an individual, not to the majority of people looking at them. And that's just not the type of design I enjoy. I am just My particular design style is more what you might call movie and entertainment industry. I like big, splashy scene and image-heavy marketing sites and just one page that really sells you on that particular product. Why do I want this product, this service? What makes this a thing? And the whole page is just a visual and written story, right? That ties it all together. That's the type of design I really like. That's not what people want. (laughs) And I haven't really figured out why because it it stands out. It sells things really well. Um, It draws your attention. But people want the templated, boring stuff. And that doesn't excite me. So I came to the conclusion that that's probably not going to make me any money because marketing myself to folks who don't want what I offer causes a rub between both of us. So I decided, okay, I guess I'm not going to really market myself as a designer anymore because people aren't really jiving on the type of design style that I have. And that's cool. I, I mean... I don't think it says anything about me and it certainly doesn't say anything about other people. It's just a a disconnect. And so wrapping my head around that and coming to terms with the fact that this wasn't going to work out how I had hoped took a little bit longer than I thought it would. Does that mean I'm going to stop designing? Absolutely not. Does that mean I need to focus finding income from another source? Absolutely. So That's kind of what drew me back to community and operations. That's what my background from corporate was in. Well, not community, but my background from corporate was in product management, operations, and a whole bunch of other things. And I am very much an operations person at heart. And so that seemed to have a natural fit in the community world because a lot of community needs very heavy back-end operations that a lot of these builders don't realize until they're a little bit down in a rabbit hole. And so that's how I made the pivot to community operations and bring things full circle. So it took a little while to wrap my brain around and for me to really verbalize to myself and certainly to everybody else. And the second piece was, do I really enjoy freelancing and consulting? And I do. I do enjoy the work. The part that I don't enjoy is all the business stuff that goes with it. Let's be honest. You have to be a business owner and think of yourself as a business 
which as one person is really, really, really tiring. You don't ever have any time off, ever, truly. Like if you're taking time off, something is not getting done and you have to be okay with that, but that takes a little bit of getting used to. And the having to keep track of everything and figure out taxes and, you know, be an accountant and a social media manager and a marketing team and all of the things that I do not want to do but don't have income to pay for is a real rub when you're in freelance. And some people are great at just kind of chugging along and doing it anyway. And then you people like myself that came from a more traditional background, they're like, this is causing me stress and this is supposed to not be stress-free, but should at least be a bearable stressor. And I came to kind of realize it isn't. <laughs> it's not real bearable for me. I don't I don't really enjoy all of that stuff, so I don't do it. And then that means I don't get clients, right? If you're not on social media and marketing yourself, you're not going to get any clients because nobody knows you exist. But that piece always feels icky to me. It will forever feel icky to me. It's just not a thing I enjoy. So that brings us to here and now, eight weeks later, with all of that going on. And I know that sounds like a lot, but I guess I wanted to use myself as an example for what some people are going through and just to be kind to folks who may not be as vocal. You you really don't ever know what's going on behind the scenes and, you know, we're still in a global pandemic and there's just a lot of nuanced things and a ton of other stuff that happened that was significant that I did not touch upon. Um, people just have a lot going on in their lives and only share a small, small, small 1% of that on social media. So just putting that out there. So bringing us back to today and what it means eight weeks later, obviously the podcast is resuming uh, as I bring you this and I have an amazing guest lined up. I'm interviewing them this week. The podcast will officially start releasing new interviews next week, uh, but I need your help because I don't have many guests lined up and I know there are some amazing folks to chat with. So you just let me know who you want to hear from. You can go ahead and tweet at me at Sarah Nosox and let me know who you want to have on the podcast. You can always go over to the podcast page at sarahnosocks.com slash talks with Sarah Nosocks. It's linked in the show notes as well. And submit who you want to hear. Um, so the podcast is coming back. I'm not sure about the newsletter yet. Probably going to be coming back, but I think I'm going to switch it to kind of an AMA. What I have realized is that this entire journey has brought me a lot of self-insight. And if there's anything I can pass along to help you, gentle listener, who is listening along, um, I would love to do that. So I think it might be more like a ask and receive uh, advice column, feedback column, whatever the case may be. So that's what I'm thinking with the, the newsletter, and that'll probably start next week as well. I might uh, tweet out that this week. That this week? Does that make any sense? Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so the podcast is definitely coming back. The newsletter, TBD, but most likely coming back. And for me and my personal journey, I am looking for a full-time position. So you can support me by sharing how amazing I am. No, I'm just kidding. You can support me by, you know, letting me know if there's any role that's a community role. Um, community first company is what I'm looking to join. And I just think it's time. It's time to join a team. It's time to 
allow myself to make it easy. Um, as we all know, K's, what if it was easy? For me, the easy is just working at a really mission-driven community-first company, and there are a lot of those out there right now. So looking to join one of those teams and support them in what they're doing. And as for everything else, I'll just keep going. But I think the, the biggest fail I had in all of this was not resting enough. So not resting often and um, pushing through. It was a huge failure on my part. Rest is so underrated. Really give yourself time to decompress and think. So if you take anything away from this big, long, rambly discussion, and I've made it this far, thank you. <laughs> uh, rest. You should rest. Yeah, that's my advice to you. That's it for this week, friends. Be sure to tune in next week for the first official interview of season three on Talks with Sarah No Socks. I can't wait to bring you this episode. Very, very, very excited about the guest, and I think it's going to be a pretty fantastic discussion. I have lots of cool speaking stuff coming up this fall, dealing with community, uh, so you'll see me tweet about all of that, and really looking forward to this next chapter and what it brings, and I will always keep you all informed. Till then, be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Sarah no Socks, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Till next time, have a great week.